Brodo fam, before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Well, that was a wacky week now, wasn't it? Total whack whack. Yo, dude, two straight weeks of just like straight up weird ass fantasy outputs. This week was way weirder than last week. Last week was very weird too, though. Nah. Last week was a, a lot more by the book than this week was. Whenever you have a week... This week was loco. Whenever you have a week where the Bills score six, the Cowboys, they scored, what, they scored 14 at the end, but they didn't really score because none of their fantasy players scored, and, and like, the scoring came in garbage time. So they basically scored no points for fantasy purposes. You have other teams that were, are usually great. The Bengals, they, everyone besides Mixon struggled. Yeah. So it's just like when you have these high power teams that all of a sudden get shut out in these ways, it takes for a wacky time. Wacky, wacky. Jamar Chase looked like a looked like a rookie for the first time last week. He dropped a couple. He dropped one. He dropped one that was right in his hands. Yeah. Um, speaking of dropping the ball, we never drop the ball when it comes to the fantasy football by Brodo app transitions. <laughs> Um, on on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, you can get everything you need to dominate fantasy football. Fantasy player cards, which are ba- basically a player's profile. Start sit tools, which it gives you pl- uh, defensive rankings and player ratings. Player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and all the advanced stats and regular stats, too, that you need, including exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value. Those are tried, true, and tested stats that work at Fantasy Football and have been winning our patrons and our listeners money for years. That's why they stay, and that's why they come to to us because of things like this. And now we're adding adjusted air yards and points over average uh, in terms of defense Defensive points allowed. That one, which is available on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, is a real game changer because it it really takes away the fluff around defensive points against and how it's used. The reason why this app can be given to you absolutely for free right now on everywhere you can get it, apps is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Thank you so much for your patronage and thank you so much for keeping, literally driving the boat that is Brodo and keeping us sitting in these chairs doing this every week. Um, if you'd like to support patreon.com slash brotofantasy, with your support, what you get is an extra episode, the waiver pod, the most important waiver, the most important pod. And I don't want to toot our own horn, but people are winning because of those waiver pods. It is undoubted about it. People share their stories with us all the time about it. Um, 
what else? Where where was I? The the Discord. How could I forget about the Discord? The Discord is the greatest community of all time, and we all help each other, and we're all like-minded in fantasy, and we all help each other win. And you can play in leagues with us, and you can get the DFS Optimizer, which has been giving away cash to our patrons. So you can make money when you're a patron at Brodo Fantasy. So check us out, patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy, and tons more stuff. Private consultations. How could I forget those? Time to consult, y'all. With that being said, the consulting time is upon us, Michael. Last week is consulting. The previews are consulting. This week is looking back, diagnosing. What the hell happened? This was a wild week. Uh, You want to get into this news or what? Always, baby. Donnie H., Let's get it. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Good old Donny H, man. How, how nice is it to actually hear him again, Michael? Glorious. So it's a glorious Glorious day. to the ears. <laughs> um, we have some headlines. The first headline is from earlier today, the one that's going to have probably the most fantasy impact. After last week of, of injury headlines, there's I mean, there are some injury headlines, don't get me wrong, but last week was like a bloodbath. This week we have a little bit of a better news to start with, and that is that Russell Wilson is being cleared and is expected to play next week. I mean, week 10, yeah, next week against the Packers. Russ, Russ, baby. Yeah, so Russell Wilson back, back in action. Uh, the Seahawks are 3-5, and five, so they're freaking thrilled to have him back. If you're a Tyler Lockett manager, you're thrilled to have him back. DK yeah, Metcalf, all the above. I am happy to welcome back, um, welcome him back for sure. Because in our home league, as you know, I'm in first place. And oh, oh yeah, thank you for reminding uh, me. I almost forgot. But I've been starting start back to back weeks starting Kadarius Tony. Huge letdown each week. So I'm happy to have Tyler Lockett back to get Kadarius Tony back on the bench, even though he has a bye week next week. Anyways, we're about to. Uh, I think we're going to talk about Kadarius Tony maybe a, a little later on. Maybe. Um, oh man, this one was rough, bro. Watching Sam Darnold struggle like this, man. I liked you, bro. I fought for you, man. And I'll tell you this. It's because you're an idiot. I still even believe in Mitch Trubisky. Like, I still believe in Mitch Trubisky. I don't, I, I really don't believe I in Sam I believe Darnold. in Mitch Trubisky more than Sam Darnold. I agree. I mean, I, I would have believed in Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky more than Sam Darnold even before the season started. Because hmm. at least Mitchell Trubisky has shown at times he could be a good quarterback. Sam Darnold has literally never done that besides... Random flash plays that make you think he could be good. I mean, it's, it's hard to defend his honor at this point. Um, he's uh, he's really struggling, and he's he's costing a lot of fantasy teams, and we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Uh, this one might expire before you listen, so sorry, but David Montgomery is going to be activated and, and will play tonight against the yep. Steelers. How, how do you feel about Montgomery, which most people listening to this are probably going to uh, know the outcome before you say it. By the way, we're not watching the Monday night game today. You'll probably yep. get that hint from the fact that we released it so much earlier today but we we found some time in the day true that um it's kind of i don't really get it but i'm not a gm of an nfl team so maybe maybe david montgomery is actually healthy enough to play and there's no concern about it but it seems a little weird bringing him back a week before a bye week um when he's not gonna play in a game next week either but, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. They also want to try to beat the Steelers, and I guess they think David Montgomery gives them a better shot at doing that. Khalil Harbert has been awesome with David Montgomery out, like legitimately great and very impressive, and he completely stole the job from Damian Williams 
while when Damien Williams got hurt, he came back and he still played just entirely behind Khalil Herbert. But it's still David Montgomery's backfield. Like I'd be absolutely shocked if David Montgomery doesn't play um, a lot of snaps this week. If they're bringing him back, why why play him on a limited basis when you have a bye week next week? It would be very odd in my opinion. But I still think it could be like a 60-40 type split to like ease Montgomery in a little bit. But I don't see him getting out snapped by Khalil Herbert. Man, there's a there's a there's a world though because you got to remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about Matt Nagy. It is true. And Matt Nagy likes to just like lie for no reason he's of that Kyle Shanahan school where he just like I'm just gonna throw this lie out here and see what happens so this could just be a him throwing some shit at the wall uh, hoping that he confuses the other team or something maybe (laughs) um this is some shit on the wall right here Chase Edmonds suffered a high ankle sprain in week nine against the 49ers and could be headed to the short-term IR Edmonds didn't return to Arizona week nine's drubbing of the 49ers after exiting with an ankle injury Oof. Um, by the way, getting all this from the uh, NBCSportsEdge.com, uh, formerly Roto World. Michael, this is a huge blow for Edmonds uh, managers, and it's a huge bump up for uh, James Conner managers. I'm going to hold the horse right here uh, because I'm, we're going to be talking about him later. But that's Fair just enough. one of the that's just one of the things that we have to say out in front. This one's interesting. The Athletics Joe. Basaglia said that Cole Beasley is functioning as Buffalo's de facto running back. Uh, Cole Beasley is someone I'm nervous about. and someone who rosters him in my in my home league and has been he's been very good for me. I'm nervous with Dawson Knox coming back. Do you think this means that Cole Beasley can kind of keep up the pace? I mean, Cole Beasley has been uh, very solid um, over the last several weeks. Um, this past week was actually pretty pretty hilarious the way they utilized him. He went eight catches for 33 yards on 11 targets. I mean, which is a decent game and half PPR, but it's hilarious to only get 11.3 points when you have eight receptions. But, I mean, Cole Beasley has been, for the past several seasons now, he's been a PPR wide receiver three that gets disrespected. Half PPR, you could start him as well. 7.3 points this past week against Jacksonville, but the Bills offense totaled six points against Jacksonville. Like, Josh Allen didn't even reach 12 fantasy points. So, I mean, if I have Cole Beasley, I'm just going to keep using him as a wide receiver three flex play. Uh, You know, Nick Sirianni, speaking of coaches, Nick Sirianni is definitely one of those coaches that is becoming so hard to read. Like, uh, what the Eagles are going to do on offense from game to game is is a mystery. Uh, They they fluctuate. There's really no steady force, fantasy-wise, in their entire lineup. There's good players, but there's no steady, you know that he's going to get what he gets. And now he's making it even more muddled because uh, NBC Sports' Ruben Frank said Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, quote, has to make Jordan Howard a permanent part of the offense even after Miles Sanders is back. Now, Jordan Howard had a good game. Um, he now has 128 yards on 29 uh, carries and three touchdowns. So he's been very good. But this makes an even more muddle, even a muddleder backfield, more muddledier, and I, I don't even know what I want to do with these these Eagles running backs. Yeah, um, it's it's odd, but I mean, this is the way their offense is operating now over the last two weeks. I'm gonna speak about Jalen Hurts a little bit later, so I don't want to get too much into it. But um, yeah, Jordan Howard is just, it's I mean, Jordan Howard has always been an effective running back that just doesn't really get to play. It's very odd because whenever he is on the field, he ends up playing pretty well. He just doesn't catch passes, so he's more of an old-school type of back. But, yeah, it looks like Jordan Howard's going to be a 
viable um, fantasy running back as long as he's getting all this work and scoring touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he suffered a low ankle sprain and will be limited in practice this week. Trevor Lawrence kind of, you know what, sometimes, sometimes you could just tell, like, all right, this guy is a, is a good player. But he's in a situation that's going to take a little time. Like, that team is awful. But, I mean, they played very well. But that team is... I mean, they didn't play very well. Their defense did. Their offense was, was shitty again. Yeah. So, I mean, they were shitty against a pretty, a pretty dominant defense. But Trevor Lawrence being injured is not going to help, help that case. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence really hasn't been a fantasy-viable quarterback the entire season. Anyways, two games um, above 18 fantasy points, back-to-back-to-back games now, not even reaching 16, um, even after the bye week. It's uh, not ideal um, from your fantasy quarterback, which is why Trevor Lawrence has been outside on the outside looking in um, for QB1s this season, and I don't see why that would change going forward, especially now, too, like you said. If he's running less, um, he does have the ability to rush. He has 136 rushing yards and a couple of rushing touchdowns on the season. If he's running even less on this terrible team, it's not a good thing. Um, Will Fuller might as well be Lafayette. He looks just like the guy who plays Lafayette. David Diggs? Yeah, he looks just like David Diggs. They do look a little similar. Um, then he might as well be Lafayette because he might as well be out in France Lafayette. right now. Because uh, <laughs> Brian Flores says he's not going to play again. Well, the the life of Will Fuller. Will not play. Yeah. Uh, Mike White <laughs> is fully healthy, apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, and could start over Zach Wilson in week 10. Wilson is expected to practice. Ex- I thought Mike White was just a folktale at this point. He's a real human. He's a real guy. Wow. I mean, as soon as he went down, like, we can't have nice things. Right. We can't have nice things. He just, he goes down. Look, if he balls out against Buffalo this week, that would be something. You're lucky that this. Nah, that's a real test. If he balls out against, yeah, against that, Buffalo. that is a real test. If he balls out against Buffalo, then you have to say, hand them the keys at that point. Possibly. And then say, Zach Wilson, you got to beat him out next next year. Look, we got Zach Wilson on a four-year contract. Like, No one says he has to start right now, and no one says that doesn't mean he's not the future still. True. Got to play the best player. Um, yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done with the, with the headlines, Mike. Thanks, Donnie H. Thanks, Donnie. It's always nice. Um, Let's get into the first category, the I saw that coming, things that we, we saw we saw coming. Pretty, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Oh, and Tim's struggling with the switch. Uh, struggling. Struggling. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, give it. I a- saw that coming from a mile away. Oh, man, that I was not that smooth. And here we go. Doubling it up. We doubled it. Do you know what it was? I, I Looking cleaned, like me out there. I cleaned a lot of memory out. And that page that had to usually, reload completely. It, the page had to reload, and this is one of those pages that's like a meme page, uh, to be honest. Like from from back, because I that's why I can't figure out how to download it. So it's like a meme page with OD like ads and shit. Yo, they yeah. just all popped at the same time, and I have to like <laughs> I was hitting all the X's. <laughs> anyway, Michael, uh, speaking of hitting X's, well, who are you hitting a uh, uh, X? I mean, my first we saw that on? coming. Yeah, nah. Okay. My first, we saw that coming, Tim. You need to take a. You need to take a break. I need to take Good a break. You passed it to me. I need either. to take a break. There, like, that's enough. It has to be the guy I uh, I shit on on Twitter and got some bad words I thrown knew. at me in response for I, whatever reason. I knew this was coming because people like to take things personally for no reason at all. I was cracking up with some of these responses to me about it. Michael, uh, by the way, his his Twitter like went a little viral. 
uh, over the weekend, and like he's, his Twitter is popping right now. So I didn't think Michael, <laughs> I didn't think Michael tweets out like we yeah, got we got a, we got people coming out like yo yes oh no oh yes oh no yeah it's been a fun week or so. Um, Damian Harris though, yes he scored a rushing touchdown, but only 15 carries, 30 rushing yards, one reception for three yards, ended with 9.8. Half PPR fantasy points. Good for RB26 with Najee Harris, David Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert all still to play today. Najee Harris is definitely surpassing him. Um, DeMont or Herbert or both could end up surpassing him as well. So around RB27, he's being ranked at RB12. I thought that was blasphemy for a guy who is a early down back, touchdown dependent, with no pass catching role against the most literally the opponent that you would least want him to play against in Carolina, who's 32nd in points over average to opposing running backs. And people just didn't want to hear it. And guess what? Damien Harris did not have a good game, even though he found the end zone. If he didn't find the end zone, it would have been a complete shit show. He would have had um, less than four half PPR fantasy points. So at least he found the end zone because Ramondre Stevenson happened to get tackled at the one. He kind of lucked out on that one too. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, Damien Harris. I think, like you said, I think that was a fairly obvious one for those who were paying attention to Twitter this week. Um, for my first saw that coming, it's Mr. Nicholas Chub- Chubbless. Uh, no reason no reason at all why I, I would think this, but I really thought you were about to say Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's what popped, head right, <laughs> popped my head right away, and I was like, uh, why am I thinking Nicholas Cage? Bro, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Nicholas Chubb. It's a bad Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I, I thought that was good. The way I said Chubb, Chubb. That's mad Nicholas Cage. Chubb. I know, I'd have to hear <laughs> Nicholas Cage talk again. It's been a while. My Nick Chubb. <laughs> oh, I thought that, that's that's a little more uh, Keanu Reeves in the Matrix than Nicholas Cage. Anyway, totally. Nick Chubb. Oof. We mentioned we mentioned that a backfield with just Nick Chubb would be nice. In fact, this is kind of a eh one on my part because I called Nick Chubb, but I also said the Ernest Johnson would have a good game. And he got opportunities. He got eight carries, but he just didn't do much with them, 16 yards. So this is only a half win. But we saw this coming from the Browns' backfield. Uh, we mentioned that we, th- we thought the Browns were going to win this game and they were going to run the ball a lot. I thought Baker Makefield was going to have a good game. He had a good game in real life. Uh, it was a mid-range RB two, uh, QB2 in, in fantasy life. But Nick Chubb. 14 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. That's a 9.8 yards per carry. And two receptions for 26 yards, one of which was kind of down the field. Like, it was a solid 20-plus yard reception for Nick Chubb. And even the announcer was like, you don't really see Nick Chubb. Like Scott Hansen said, you don't really see Nick Chubb going down the field for 20-yard catches. That's part of the offense. And if Dearness Johnson isn't going to do it, Nick Chubb is going to do it. I thought it was going to be a split backfield, kind of like Dearness Johnson was going to be the Kareem Hunt to... You know, to Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb. And that was not the case in this game. The Ernest Johnson's carries came way late in the game when the game was already out of reach. This is a completely 100% Nick Chubb backfield for the foreseeable future. Yeah. The only thing bad about Nick Chubb right now is that his bye week is week 14. Yeah. If you're a, a win, that that's a huge week. If you're like a win now team. you have, well, Not a win now team, but a team that's going to be vying for a playoff contention during right, that week. Right. I, as a person who just acquired Nick Chubb recently, it scares the living shit out of me. I'm, I'm scared. Tim's just scared. I'm a scared. I'm so scared. But yeah, we uh, we uh, this this Browns running game is the truth. And I'm now not with, with now with OBJ gone, they're just they're not going to pass it that much. And by the way, Michael, do you remember what I, do you remember what I said about they're better without OBJ? My feeling about David Njoku catching a touchdown. I just said I just have a feeling he's going to do it. Yes, he did it. 
Good for you, Tim. Boom. Good for you. Just had the gut feeling. I'm there happy was no for you. there was no science behind it. There was no stats that proved it. In it's fact, science. I gave you all these stats about how he doesn't see the field nearly as much as Austin Hooper does. And I was like, I think he's gonna catch a touchdown. And he yeah. did. That makes me happy. Ba boom. Ba boom. Uh my second we saw that coming. Um Lamar Jackson. Uh, I love Lamar Jackson this week coming off a of bye. I spoke about it on the uh the podcast and what seemed like a difficult matchup. I thought he was just gonna come out slinging and he ran way more than I expected, too. Holy moly. 21 rush attempts for 120 rushing yards to add to the three touchdowns and 260-plus passing yards that he had. 33 fantasy points. Um, number one QB on the week. I, I used him in a DFS lineup. I thought that was, I thought he was a great um, great guy this week to go off, and he absolutely did. And I mean, Hollywood Brown could also be here as well because 9 for 116 through the air. He continues to be a wide receiver one, being treated as like a wide receiver two slash three. So shout out Hollywood Brown as well. Yeah, shout out to Hollywood Brown. I ranked him inside my uh, my top 10 wide receivers this week. It's a good call, Michael. I have a all-time call. You ready for this? I like all-time calls. We have uh, the best calls. We have a bunch of series, uh, article series. From, uh, I know where this is going. This is our, an all-time call. Yeah, for our cra- from our crack team of writers. Um, crack team? Crack team. That's what, that's what they call it in the industry. A crack team. Interesting. You know? So they're, they're great, honestly. Uh, we could not be more happy with the writers that, that write for our website. And one of them is Clayton Jones. And Clayton not only does DFS uh, Clay's Corner, but this week... He was in the buy, ho- buy low, sell high article, which is a, you know, Brodo conglomerate. And not only was he doing that this week, but he's been he's been talking about the Tennessee Titans defense special teams. He's been talking about these this team for three weeks. And if you read Clay's corner, it was there in week eight. Last week, it was there. It's there here. Before last week, they were tied for seventh in total sacks. 4th in hurry percentage, 12th in pressure percentage, 1st in pressures, tied for 4th in interceptions, tied for 3rd in passes defended, 4th in takeaways, and that's before the sack fest that happened last night. These numbers all probably have jumped. Um, And he said specifically, don't be shied away from playing them against the Rams either. Personally, I was. I had a decision to make in my defense for my main league this week. And I went with San Francisco when I heard Arizona didn't have their quarterback and their best receiver. Little did I know they were going to change their offense 100% completely and dominate. <laughs> Little did I know. Idiot. Because I was like, oh, well, I'll get Tennessee next week because the Rams are going to do some Tennessee, stuff to them. Tennessee. And no one's going to realize they've been this good. Now, I don't have any fab, and I'm probably going to lose Tennessee. It sucks. Too bad. Shout out to Clay for that call, though. Clay, great call. I want to give a shout out to that one because... When I was when I was watching that dominance last night happen, all I could think about was, "Yo, Clay was on this 100%." And we had a little chuckle in the uh, the writers group chat as well that he chose a defense <laughs> slash special teams for buy low, sell high, but it immediately paid dividends right away. And he said it too, like, "Yo, do not." And their their schedule only gets better. It's true. They have they actually have the easiest schedule, um, strength. Of schedule wise, compared to like the entire rest of the season, so Michael, literally the easiest schedule. Are you gonna put a, a bid on them? I'm not gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. Why not? In our I have league. zero fab. I don't. I don't bid high on defenses, so I'll tell you that. Maybe I'll throw a dollar or two at them. You shouldn't. But I also have. <laughs> I also have Cardinals defense, who has been. Oh yeah, then you don't need them. Well. Don't do it, Michael, because you're my own, you and Jason are my only competition for that defense. <laughs> I mean, Cardinals defense get Carolina gets Carolina next week, so I'm not looking to. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. 
No, you're good. You're good. You're, you're my deep. team is also no, no. too good to, <laughs> to roster two defenses. So ah, oh, that makes me very happy. Tim, shut it. Shut <laughs> it. Where were we? Yeah. The, um, is that is time that everything? To move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time to move on. <laughs> Let's go to our next uh, next section. The surprise, surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. Much better. To much better. Oh yeah, that was that was. <clears throat> Dexter, is back. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna watch that later today. Last night episode. it came back. Yeah. I didn't see it. I gotta see it's it. It's already on Showtime or whatever. So, Ooh. I'm afraid I didn't. Gotta love uh, stealing parents' cable for Showtime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, just so you know, uh, you know I'm a new father. I think everyone knows that. I didn't sleep much last night. I'm afraid that if I try to watch Dexter, I'm gonna fall asleep. If I try and watch anything right now, if I sit down for more than 20 minutes, I'm done. We're gonna be. We've already been sitting down for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, but I'm engaged. Right, 24. Minutes. Fantasy football gives me juice, kid. This You're is not this engaged. Look- You're married. Ayo. That was terrible. <laughs> you you can do much so much better than that. We 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 have Petropolis funny rankings and we're all in competition. For always. who's the funniest? Just in general for everything. Oh, always in competition <laughs> at all times. But that's that's why our relationship's so great. But but just for the funniest contest, everyone agrees Michael's the funniest. Boom. You would have never got that from that joke. Boom. Yeah. Or that. Boom. Michael, this is not a good stretch for you. You you you're choking in the clutch, kid. You like Sam Darnold out here. Anyway, who was your first? Who was your first surprise? Surprise. My first surprise. Surprise is someone who uh, he's been slacking of late, and uh, he's going to end the season uh, barring the Monday night game. He's currently ranked as the wide receiver two on the week, and that is the rook Devonte Smith. We've been saying he's been good, but we've just been waiting for that breakout reception where he gets downfield, and it wasn't really like a downfield throw. I guess. I mean, it was plus 20 plus yards through the air is around a 30 yard touchdown from Jalen Hurts. But he caught it and he ran into the end zone. And he, that's a Devontae Smith type touchdown that we've been waiting for. He only has uh, two receptions on the year prior to that touchdown. So it was nice to see him find the end zone again. Excuse me, one touchdown on the year prior to that. So it was very nice to see him find the end zone um, for the second time on the year. I didn't put him in my stock rising. More my surprise, surprise, because it was a very nice performance from Devontae Smith. Um, his best of the season. Surprising that it came against the Chargers, um, which is the most difficult matchup you could get, or top three most difficult matchups you could get right now for opposing wide receivers. But I did not put him on the stock up se- section because his six targets was a 37.5% target share, which is just absurdly low because Jalen Hurts and company are just not passing anymore. Over these past two weeks, he only had 17 pass attempts and then 14 the week prior. 31 pass attempts through two games. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk more about that later, as I mentioned earlier, but that's why Demonte Smith isn't in my stock rising. I'd be concerned. I think maybe he's a decent sell-high candidate here as well. But, yeah, um, nice game from Demonte Smith and a little surprising coming against the Chargers. Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. The man could ball. And he knows his science. Did you see the the viral video that's going around? He's he telling the guy, science. he does, he's like, uh, don't don't hit that with the gun. That's that's a contusion. It's not a it's not a sore. You're oh, just nice. gonna aggravate it. Nice. And the guy's like, how do you know that from Bam? He's like, yeah, I I graduated in exercise science. I know something. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good degree to get as a football player. It is a good degree to get as a football player. Uh, look, look, you guys know that. Matt Ryan and I have had a checkered past. Uh, checkered is, is a kind way to put it. I'm not a fan of Matt Ryan. But when you go and throw for 343 yards and two touchdowns, 
And I think he rushed in a touchdown as well. Against yeah, Narland. and a rushing touchdown against the New Orleans Saints defense. And you're the quarterback too, I think, on the week. You're you got it. Good shit. Um, great game by Matt Ryan. Cordero Patterson looked phenomenal. Cordero Patterson is the is the truth. I don't know how many people peak at age thirty, but he's peaked at age thirty, and the dude is the truth. Um, he's making the entire offense. He made Zacchaeus into something. He's making the offense go now. This was a classic Atlanta Falcons game where they were up seventeen to three going into the fourth quarter, and they gave up twenty two points to the Saints. But usually Matt Ryan lets those games slip away. In this game, he didn't. So mm-hmm. I give him respect. That's why I don't really like Matt Ryan. Because when it comes down to the clutch, I don't think he earns his nickname. Matty Ice. I think that on the on the flip side, he's actually one of the worst in the clutch. But this time he was good. So shout out to Matty Ice. Matty Ice, the one and only. You call him Matty Ice after you just said he doesn't deserve the name. Um, this time he does. That's why I said it. Because this he deserved it in, in Falcons versus Saints on November 7th, 2021. Matty Ice deserves to be called Matty Ice. Honorable man. <laughs> um, me. Yeah, I, I have a second surprise That's surprise. That's what you have. This just should just go down as second week of... <laughs> I'm just... I don't understand how this is happening. The Jets quarterback... Josh Johnson. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Going back to Thursday night, this guy stepped in for Mike White um, in like late first quarter, early second, one of those, I forget. 317 yards, three touchdowns, 18 rushing yards. This guy ended with 25.48 fantasy points. He's going to end as a top uh, five quarterback this week. First ever 300 yard game of his career. He's a 35 year old journeyman, Josh Johnson. Like, Maybe it has a lot to do with LaFleur now calling plays from the press box, as Tim mentioned on last week's pod. But I'm very uh, just shocked at the way Jets quarterbacks have played these past couple weeks. I mean, they put up 30 points against Indy. Yes, some of it was in garbage time, but Josh Johnson was still slinging it. Big test here against Buffalo. Also, we're really interested to see how Zach Wilson plays down the stretch if he takes over again. But yeah, shout out Josh Johnson for having his career best game at 35 years old. Man, and you know, fun fact about Josh Johnson, not only did he play in the XFL, he was the number one pick in the XFL draft. Fire. So, obviously some talent there. Um, I'm not picking one person in this last one. Did did I go first, Michael, or did you go first? I went first. So, I'm going last with this one. I'm going for the entire league. This I'm about to list you the players that scored less than 10 fantasy points. Now, some players... Score 10 fantasy points, and you're like, oh, good game. Not these guys. These guys uh, greatly underperformed. But first, I want to give a uh, honorable mention to Josh Allen with 12.56 uh, fantasy points. Stefan Diggs with 11.5 fantasy points. Ezekiel Elliott with 11.1 fantasy points. And T. Higgins with 10.8 fantasy points. I want to give them the honorable mention of uh, not of like, you know, they also disappointed, uh, even though they scored over 10. Um, with that being said, Patrick Mahomes, 10.44, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jerry Judy, Damian Harris, Austin Eckler, Joe Burrow, uh, Daryl Williams, Michael Carter. Let's see. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Debo Samuel, Brandon Cooks, Emmanuel Sanders. 
Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Kyle Pitts, Adam Thielen, Tyler Higby, Mike Gesicki, Daryl Henderson, Cole Beasley, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Carlos Hyde, Mike Williams, A.J. Brown, let's keep it, DJ Moore, Dallas Goddard, uh, everyone's favorite sleeper this week, Van Jefferson, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Jeremy McNichols, who people spent fab on last week, Rondell Moore, who was everyone's favorite sleeper this week, Kendrick Bourne, who had been good the past couple weeks, Amari Cooper, Albert O, who was everyone's favorite streamer this week, Zach Ertz, now we're getting under five points at this point, Chubba Hubbard, LaVisca Chenault, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Zach Moss, Cortland Sutton, Moali Cox, C.D. Lamb scored 3.3 points in half PPR. Uh, and this is just like default scoring half PPR. Uh, Jarvis Landry. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, and there's still, there's still names that we haven't reached. Tyler Boyd put up 1.6 points. Dearness Johnson put up 1.6 points. Jacoby Myers, the guy that for some reason continues to be started by fantasy players for some reason. Rostered in 75% of leagues. It's ridiculous. Uh, 1.3. Kadarius Toney, 1.2 in what continues to be a really shocking and disappointing uh, aftermath of that big game. Robbie Anderson, 0.7. Chase Edmonds, 0.3. He gets a pass because he was injured. That took mad time. It's gross. Gross. Ugh. I'm sorry for anyone who had to play those guys. Yeah. In in our home league, bro, every, I went to see the matchups. Every single team in the league. Now, this is a, a, a league that's highly competitive and that people score 170 points regularly. I would say 150 points is a really high score. 130 is a winning score. Anything under 130, you're probably not going to win. Everyone was red in their projections. Every single team. And right now, I have 100 points, and I have Chase Claypool going tonight, and I have a realistic chance of being the top scorer in the league. That's how weird this this week was. Yeah. Very strange. I'll tell you, I didn't do myself any favors. I played uh, Kadarius Tony over George Kittle. With the They were saying he was going to be on a snap count and all yeah. that. I decided to give Kittle a game on my bench, and that was a bad move. But I, I'm going to win anyways, thankfully. I played Moali Cox over Kittle in one league. Well, that's terrible. Stupid. Decision. I know it's stupid. That's very dumb. I mean, I had Kittle ranked as like my tight end five through seven, one of those spots. I had him at eight. And he played Molly Cox over him. Yeah, stupid. I just uh, didn't want him on a snap count. I had to win. I had. I needed points. You had to win, so you went with the terrible decision. I mean, I won anyway. So I, I beat you actually with that decision. So shout out to me for starting Elijah. Oh, Moore. I mean, that's the team where I'm like. Yeah. That I discussed last time when I'm like, oh, and eight, my only bad team. Yeah. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, you were talking shit. <laughs> I started Elijah Moore against you. That's yeah. what did it, Michael. Speaking of Elijah Moore, in in one of the smoothest transitions ever, let's get to the stock rising segment. The guys that we think, uh, they're you're the stock, the stock, you doing it. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John. The stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. 
I'm going to start, Michael, because I was talking about Elijah Moore, and Elijah Moore is my first uh, stock up. I'll tell you, the quarterback situation scares me in this stock up, so I don't think his stock is, I don't think you should like go out and get him and acquire him everywhere. But for the most part, Elijah Moore has been someone who has been largely disappointing up until this point. And the last couple games, he's been really getting involved. Caught a touchdown last game. Was highly targeted last game. It saw his his targets uptick two games ago. And now in this game, consider it the breakout. Seven receptions for 84 yards and two touchdowns. Caught two different touchdowns from two different quarterbacks. So whoever the quarterback was didn't really matter. He's clearly getting involved more in the offense. And um, they're putting him on the field more, period. They're giving him more opportunities, period. Uh, and he's excelling. So everyone loved the talent of Elijah Moore. He hurt himself in the beginning. He he missed training camp. Maybe he just needed to get acclimated into the system. Uh, but it seems as though the Jets have the guy that people were expecting to see. Yeah, um, it's been it's been fun to watch as a Jets fan. Elijah Moore's ascendancy, and I think we've been a little spoiled over these past couple seasons with the way rookie wide receivers have been playing. It's Justin Jefferson's the. Jamar chases you forget that there's other ones who uh, take some time to build up and aren't just stars right away Uh, Michael Pittman comes to mind as someone who wasn't a star from the jump but has really he turned up in the second half of last season and uh, has been great this year Um, maybe Elijah Moore just needed some time and uh, has looked a lot better these cats these past couple weeks and it was fun to see him uh, play well this past Thursday. His snap count also jumped tremendously. Played 36% of the snaps in Week 8. Last week, played 60% of the snaps. That was second most among the wide receivers. It's going to be interesting to see how he acclimates with Corey Davison because the person who played the most snaps was Jameson Crowder. So you figure that he, him and Jameson Crowder kind of play the same position. But Elijah Moore has been, you know, he's been all over the formation. They've been doing a lot of good things with him. By the way, Casanova. Santiago Casanova, uh, our our incredible guy, he just surpri- surprised us with uh, when you look at in the Brodo app uh, with a brand new way to look at the snap percentage and the target percentage where you have like a, a graph there. Very aesthetically pleasing. Very aesthetically pleasing. Like, dude, this is so much like this is so much cooler to read. It's just like dope. So shout out to you, Cass. Anyway, Michael, who's your first? Uh, my first stock rising is someone I just talked about, actually, and that's George Kittle um, was supposed to be on a snap count, still played a whole bunch. And George Kittle went six catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Lost a fumble on his first um, catch, but whatever. Who cares? Feel like that happens. Um, looks like he's back, and it's going to be great for people who've been waiting because George Kittle's a top five tight end, locked and loaded, and he already had his bye week, ready to go. And he it was very, very nice to see. And what's been a down year for him th- thus far, even when he's been healthy, it was nice to see him have his best game of the year immediately upon his uh, injury return. We want to talk about huge games. James Conner had himself a huge game. And it's not as though we have not seen a healthy James Conner do exactly what James Conner is doing. If you don't don't know what happened, Colt McCoy, who went 22 of 26 for 249 yards, by the way, um, was helped out by James Conner, who carried the ball for 21 times for 96 yards and two touchdowns, but also caught five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Dude, James Conner looked like vintage Steelers James Conner. Chase Edmonds is down. Man, this is a guy who, if Chase Edmonds misses a significant portion of time, is going to flip fantasy teams on their head. And shout out to San Diego Casanova again. He was one of the most favorite sleepers 
of the year. And you're talking about a guy who's on a, on a $1.5 million prove-it deal right now. He's just playing because he's a he's a tough son of a bitch, man. Like There's no other way to really describe him. So you got to love the prospect of James Conner going up, skyrocketing potential. Of course. Yeah, I'm, he's going to be RB1 as long as Edmonds is out because he gets all the pass catching and rushing work now. And we know James Conner can be an effective pass catcher even though he hasn't been this season because Edmonds has, is better at that role. I mean, the guy just put up... 37 half PPR fantasy points in his first game with Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins. Like the, the sky's the limit right now for James Conner, who's are, who's already a touchdown machine, and now he's going to get the volume as well as for as long as Edmonds is out. And this is typically like a four to five week absence. Now that it's now that it's been uh, said that it's a high ankle sprain. This really reminds me of of his Steelers days, like the way we're talking about him. He was a he was a no doubt about it first round pick for two years. And then the injuries got in the way. So this guy, he's he's a guy who can do it, especially if he's healthy. For for once, injuries are playing in James Conner's favor. So uh, shout out to James Conner and his stock is way up. Michael, who's your second one? My second uh, stock rising is someone who, very similar to James Conner, is in the backfield for Carolina. and that, Excuse me, for Arizona. And that is Eno Benjamin, who went 9 for 39 in a mm. touchdown last week. James Conner, we know, is the epitome of injuries, unfortunately. And let's see if he could hold the uh, the load while Chase Edmonds is gone. But I think, you know, Benjamin is someone you have to have on your radar and someone you have to grab. We're going to be talking about, you know, Benjamin on tomorrow's waiver pod, but someone you definitely have to keep an eye on because if James Conner goes down, you know, Benjamin is then the next man up. Here's a, Here's an interesting guy. So stock up Brandon Ayuk, okay? Six receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. He looked good. Um, he did drop a – he did fumble the ball. But besides that, looked good. Had a decent day. I wrote last week that you should buy low on Brandon Ayuk because something like this is possible, particularly if Debo Samuel, who's hurt, ends up being hurt. This might be the quickest I've ever gone with someone from a buy low to a sell high ever in my life. The ridiculous talk that's surrounding Brandon Ayuk out there in the Twitterverse and the fantasy verse right now is kind of outrageous. Like people are like he's going to win people leagues in the second half. If you can sell the legend of Brandon Ayuk like that, please do. Because until Debo Samuel gets hurt, here's what you need to understand. Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to throw the ball 40 times. In most games. It is true. And when he throws the ball 40 times, yes, Brandon Ayuk can catch six balls. And so can George Kittle catch six balls for 101 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel got left behind a little bit in this one, five for 63. Uh, Elijah Mitchell can catch five balls. These can This can all happen. But, unfortunately, if the San Francisco uh, 49ers aren't getting blown out, which they haven't been getting blown out this season, then you're not going to have an opportunity for all three of these guys to score. If you can sell, like this is one of those pump and dumps. For those in the stock market or those who understand the the concept, it's when insider traders all buy up a stock to push its value up and then all sell it at the same time and basically steal the money from the other people who was riding that up wave. Um, I feel like that's what you can do with Brandon Ayuk right now. I mean, I have him in my home league. Michael, I'll try and sell him to you, but just between you and I and the 
the however many people are listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to package him with Cole Beasley, and I'm going to try and upgrade myself into a wide receiver three all over town this week. All over town. All over town. Mm-hmm. With Dawson Knox coming back and, and Brand, the legend of Brandon Ayuk at, at this height, <laughs> I'm trying to get a, a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, I would go for it. I mean, it was nice to see Brandon Ayuk come back to life this week. It's I don't know how to feel about Ayuk because now he does it with George Kittle back too. Like it was just odd. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen Brandon Ayuk. Maybe he does actually turn up now because they, they also have a tremendous schedule through the rest of the season. So it's going to be interesting. I don't really know what I'd do with Ayuk if I had him. I can't play him next week. Yeah, I don't know if you could try. I mean, it depends. Like, bye weeks and injuries and things of that sort. They get the Rams. Debo will probably have Ramsey on him a lot. I don't know. It's good. I mean, what are you trying to talk me out of trading? It's early. It's Monday, okay? <laughs> I have more work to do in terms of research. Research? In terms of research. Versace? Versace, 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 Versace. You remember the bumpy? Uh. Yeah. My third stock rising, Tim, to end this off. Cordero Patterson, the one and only. Even in a game where he goes nine rushes for 10 yards and no rushing touchdowns, he goes six receptions for 126 yards through the air, basically showing that there is no way he's not going to reach double-digit fantasy points. Like, the guy's an absolute stud at this time. Like, he's a weekly top 15 running back and top 20 receiver. Because he's just going to do everything, and he's going to be a huge part of that offense. Like The last two weeks have been against Carolina and New Orleans, two of the most difficult matchups for running backs, quote-unquote. And he put up 15.7 and 17.6 half PPR fantasy points, especially with Calvin Ridley out for the foreseeable future as well. Cordero Patterson is just, he's somebody you want on your team. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, by the way, led the team in snaps last week. Second week, in a, second week in a row, we led the team in snaps. Just go back to Brandon Ayuk. Fine. Completely disregard the Cordero <laughs> Patterson love. I mean, I've been giving Cordero Patterson love on this podcast since week one. I hope people were listening. Because he's on a bunch of my teams, and I hope he's on a bunch of yours, too. Um, Cordero Patterson, like, single-handedly saved one of my dynasty teams. Let me, quick story, just real quick. This dynasty team, I thought... So it's the, my first time playing on Sleeper, besides one league, and I wasn't really paying attention to that league, was this year. And playing on Sleeper, I still didn't understand, like, what the trades looked like and shit. And also, I was, like, busy, so I was, like, only half looking. And I thought someone offered me their their second, third, and fifth round pick this year for my first round pick next year. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to do that. And I clicked accept. Little did I know that I was actually doing the opposite. And I traded away my second, third, and fourth round pick on a Dynasty startup. Luckily, I have Cordell Patterson, and now that team is looking to be 6-3 and three after today and in second place. I'm very proud, I'm very proud of that team. Good work, F-Theme. Do, do you know what it is to have a good team without a second, second, third, and fifth round pick? It's a lot of picks. Good work. It's a lot of picks. Um, bad mistake, but good work. Bad mistake. Really <laughs> bad. And then I, I've, I've since traded that pick for DeAndre Hopkins, but he hasn't played for me yet. Um, stock falling. I think it's time. Yeah, man, I don't. I, I'm feeling good today. I don't, I don't like this that we're ending on this sour note. Yeah, I'm gonna say a poem or something at the end. It's his life. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down 43 percent. Almost everything there completely wiped out, and the Nasdaq, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. 
there's one thing that 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 thing tells me that that clip tells me and it's not what i usually say it's that when you say bad things in a british accent it sounds way worse <laughs> like down 43% or down 43% oh shit i mean come on it's way scarier oh shit michael who's your first knock down scared me my first stock down oh this one hurts (laughs) this one hurts and it's kind of uh for jason here uh jalen hurts get it hurts um back-to-back games not going to be a quarterback one actually maybe this week he still has a chance of being a quarterback one with only 16 and a half fantasy points because it's been a ridiculously down week but these last two weeks he's set um he's ran a bunch 71 and 62 rushing yards but he has not passed at all 17 pass attempts this week 14 the week prior um a grand total of 265 passing yards in two weeks combined only one passing touchdown jordan howard is stealing the goal line rushing touchdowns now and if this is going to be the new offense where they the eagles have completely turned from a we are going to pass always ridiculous amount of passes non-stop to a we are just going to run always ridiculous amount of runs nonstop. Jalen Hurts is going to be tough to trust as a uh, as that high end quarterback one that he's been for the majority of the season because it's pretty clear that the offense has changed over these past couple of weeks. And look, Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds at like the four yard line yesterday. It looked like he could have easily juked the defender and walked into the end zone. I was kind of shocked that he went out of bounds. If he runs that in, people are like, yeah, twenty two from Jalen Hurts. He's being Jalen Hurts. If he throws another touchdown, he has 20 fantasy points, and people aren't that concerned either. I don't want to go too hard, but look, 31 pass attempts over two weeks simply just isn't going to cut it. He's going to need to throw for touchdowns and rush for touchdowns if that's going to be the case. Uh, my first guy is kind of in a similar boat as Jalen Hurts because it's the opportunity that's not getting there. It's Mike Williams. I'm on full panic mode at this point as a guy who rosters Mike Williams in a bunch of leagues. Um, in four of his last five games, he's received five targets or less, uh, after averaging 11 targets a game in the first three games, he has a 16 target game squeezed in there. But besides that 16 target game against Cleveland, four targets, five targets, five targets, five targets, one reception, two receptions, two receptions, two receptions, 11 yards, 27 yards, 19 yards, 58 yards. That's it. No touchdowns in those games. He's either been feast or famine. And his feasts have been feastful, but his famines have been famineful. And now at this... Famineful. Yeah, they've been been starving. And now at this point of the year, he's got four feasts and five famines. So that's not looking like the, the ratio that you're trying to have. So I'm officially in panic mode for sure. Um, it doesn't make much sense because his, his snap count is still like remaining, and there is where well, there was one game where he left injured, and he has been injured, and that's what I could say because his production going down has been directly linked to Justin Herbert's production going down, and they're not injuries as as well right right injuries. That's what I mean. Like so, they're not as effective without Mike Williams doing what he did in the beginning of the season. So, it doesn't make much sense for them to go away from that as an offensive scheme. So, what could it be? It's probably the injury. So, you know, you hope Mike Williams gets well soon because as right, as of right now, he's not the same guy. Yeah. Hard. Real hard. 
maybe I'll maybe I'll package Mike Williams, Cole Beasley, and, and Brandon Ayuk and get myself like CeeDee Lamb Boom. or something. My stock down to him. This one hurts because it's like we're just waiting for this to change. I'm con- very confused by what's happening, but <sighs> Patrick Mahomes. He just went 20 for 37 for 166 yards against the Packers. That's less than four and a half yards per attempt. That's back-to-back games now with under six yards per attempt, something he's only done like twice ever in his career before this season. Now he's done it three times this season. I don't know what's going on in Kansas City, but he now has 8.74, 15, and 10.44 fantasy points in back-to-back-to-back games. And it's not like these were massively difficult matchups against Tennessee, the Giants, and Green Bay. It's shocking to me. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happening with Kansas City. They need to get it going, though. They just barely scraped out a win against the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. All I'm saying is... Patrick Mahomes, you're you're still going to start him, but he's not that no-brainer top three quarterback option until something changes. They're dropping everybody back. They they did it. Jacksonville did it to the Bills beautifully last game too, and now so just take what they give you, man. I I mean, they're trying. The only problem is when you're double teaming Tyree Kill, and you take away all the large stuff. You got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of nobodies. Who you calling a nobody? It's true though. Like they've been getting away with that, but people figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, speaking about figuring out eventually, you gotta hope Sam Darnold figures it out, figures it out eventually in order for DJ Moore's stock to rise up again. Um, DJ Moore has not scored a touchdown now since Week Four. Uh, he has not had a game over seventy-five yards since Week Four. <sighs> what could I say? Like his catch percentages too. He's only had two games above a 50% catch percentage. And that's not the fault of DJ, DJ Moore. DJ Moore didn't f- forget how to catch the football. It's He's not getting the balls where they need to be. And Sam Darnold is the guy to blame for that. So what do we even do here with DJ Moore? Because yeah, no, it doesn't seem like anyone wants a piece of him. I, I'd say, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I don't see PJ Walker being an upgrade. So what do you do? If you're the Panthers, what do you do? It's a good question. You know, I, the, I don't know. The Panthers are gonna go and fuck around and like bring in Mitch Trubisky next year and and fuck with him even more. Maybe I don't know. Either way, it's he all, would be a good scheme fit. It's all it's all local, local crazy right now. It's happening. All local crazy. Michael, that is a scientific response. <laughs> you want to hear something else that's local crazy, Tim? What? Barring tonight's game, which this could change, but. Three of the top ten tight ends currently are Los Angeles Chargers tight ends. Wow. Steven Anderson, Donald Parham, and Jared Cook are the all top ten tight ends. That's another thing that's been changing about Mike Williams that you hate to see is that he's not getting those it's the tight ends that are getting those touchdown shots. Yeah. That's nuts though. <laughs> Three top ten tight ends on the same team. Yeah. Hopefully Pat Fryermuth makes that different. I could use some big games out of Pat Fryermuth. Let's go, Pat. Patty Ice. As Jason Moore would say, the muth is luth. <laughs> say it, it's fun. The muth is luth? That is fun to say. <laughs> Jason calls him Baby Gronk. Anywho, the final um, final stock falling is someone that uh, 
if you want to release this guy, I'm not going to be mad at you because as Ooh. long as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are healthy, Tyler Boyd is going to be Bro, absolutely pointless. You need to fix your sentence structure because if you said I would not be mad at you for dropping, and then you said Jamar Chase because next, and I was like, what? I said, unless. Nah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, for sure. Um, look, they he had that nice game against the Jets, 5 for 69 and a touchdown. This is but Tyler Boyd. Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd yes. Yeah. Do not drop Jamar Chase. Aye, aye, aye. He had some nice games with T. Higgins injured, but now there's a bye week. They have a difficult um, wide receiver schedule to close out the season. Weeks 11 through um, 17, they have a bunch of red, like uh, six of the seven matchups of the uh, to close out the season, excuse me, for Cincinnati or against teams that are top 15 against opposing wide receivers. Only one of them is a good matchup. And uh, Tyler Boyd, Outside of that Jets game has four games. His last four games, minus the Jets game, have been under six half PPR fantasy points. Gross. He just went one for 11 against Cleveland. He's a complete afterthought at the moment with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase healthy. And, I mean, rightfully so. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are better wide receivers than Tyler Boyd is. And Joe Mixon's getting a lot more involved. C.J. Uzuma's getting more involved, too. You could probably cut the guy. But you're going to be upset. If T. Higgins gets injured again, because then he has some appeal, as we saw earlier in the season. But if you're like really desperate and you need to make moves and he's someone you have to cut, it's it's not the worst thing. Uh, R.I.P. to Tyler Boyd's fantasy. He, Tyler Boyd is like uh, like the girl that like, you know, you you had your she was with you, but you weren't really happy. But she did good for you while you were together or guy if you're. A girl listening to this. And then the significant other. Let's call it significant other. And then all of a sudden you uh you kinda get a better job. You get a better haircut. You get a better you know, you get a you you trim your face and you lose some weight and you start lifting weights. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins come around. And you're like, I want you. No offense to the other girl, but I never really liked you a lot in the first place. I just I just didn't like myself either. Boom. Or I should say significant other. Because, you know, girls can do that too. And so can guys. This is such as life. Relationships. It's complicated. Speaking of complicated relationships, Jerry, Judy, and Corlin Sutton. What a complicated Mm. relationship we have there. Especially because no one wants to admit it, but guess who the number one receiver is? Tim Patrick. Yeah. If his name was not Tim Patrick, I swear. If his name was Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick, if if you switched names like Corlin Patrick and Tim Sutton, Tim Sutton sounds like a legit name. I know. Cortland Patton, and then everything's different if it's Cortland Patrick. Anyway, uh, that sounds like a like a super Irish guy, Cortland Patrick. Like a guy who a just like, drinks Guinness and eats potatoes. You know I, I mean? love potatoes. I love potatoes, too. Potatoes are, are phenomenal. Not so much Guinness, but I love potatoes. I'm not a big fan of Guinness because I don't like chocolate. I know it's strange, right? Uh, me, and, me and Jason went through... Uh, a lot of Guinness one night visiting our friend in Boston. Way too much Guinness. And ever since then, I just I cannot drink Guinness. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. I, I have that same story with whiskey. Just drank too much. I'm also not a whiskey guy. Drank too much whiskey in college. I got sick too much on it, and then I don't like it anymore. Definitely more of a light beer, light alcohol, light liquor. Like, I'm just a light alcoholic drinker. Not an alcoholic. <laughs> Is it a light alcoholic You're a drinker? light alcoholic. I do not drink f- very often. You don't. But I drink light alcohol. When I I'm not drinking it. at all right now. Shout out to everyone who's doing uh, No Excuse November with me. Uh, I appreciate everyone's uh, you know comments and everything. But with that I, being said. Uh, I'm not doing that. 
we just I just visited Ithaca and Jason with some friends and we went to like wineries and cideries and such. So I was drinking this weekend and Ooh. it was delicious. You were doing you were doing lots of drinking. Yeah. Nice. Um the cideries, is that how they call them? Yeah. Just different ciders and such. Delicious. And it's called I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of apples upstate, obviously. Yeah. Upstate New York, so they have a lot of cider companies and just there's like a whole bunch of different cideries you could go to. Cidery. That's a new word for me. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm excited about cideries. Um but what I'm not excited Tim about Tim loves new words. Is Cortland Sutton's I do love new words. Is Cortland Sutton's production. Uh, in his last five games, oh, you just see it going down and down and down and down, and even his time on the field going down and down. Uh, his snap percentage the last three games, 94%, 87%, 83%. His target in the last three games, 5-4-2. His catches in the last three games, three games, 5-2-1. This is all coming off two things. It didn't just randomly change. Two things happened. Number one, Jerry, Jerry Judy came back. Number two... Teddy Bridgewater found his favorite receiver, and his name is Tim Patrick. It's pretty clear Tim Patrick eh, has been. I the, mean, Jerry Judy is ca- caught more balls yesterday. Just Tim Patrick caught the long touchdown. Yes. All right. Fine. His favorite, favorite in terms of he's gonna come back to him when the other guy comes too. You know what I mean? Like he throws, he likes throwing to Judy, but it should be Judy and Sutton. It's Judy and Patrick, and when it's not Judy, it's Patrick. So I think people are just ignoring the fact that Tim Patrick is here too. It's just a lot of balls to go around from a from a throw that's just not valuable. I don't know what uh, Teddy Bridgewater's true throw value is after today, but it was 24th in the league as of last week. It couldn't have gone any higher last week. Are you on there right now, Michael? Are you looking it up? I'm not, no. No, my, my, of course he's not. I'm sorry. Thanks Tim. for nothing, Mike. Tim Patrick, though, uh, yeah. it's I, 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 I was not expecting, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't expect... Tim Patrick to out target Corlin Sutton because like it just seems slightly blasphemous if I'm being honest with you like Corlin Sutton is a very good receiver Tim Patrick has been good but I don't know man it just seems odd to me that he plays so much but yeah in week nine Corlin Sutton led the uh, team in snap percentage 83 Tim Patrick 62 Jerry Judy 60 percentages um but Tim Patrick had more targets than Corlin Sutton like you said Jerry Judy had the most targets but it's not good for Corlin Sutton. I definitely agree with you on the on the sell high here. I mean, not sell high the uh, the stock down. And I said I wasn't gonna go crazy about Corlin Sutton, but I'd get be concerned if he struggled against Dallas. And one catch certainly warrants some concern. I might have gone a little too far with Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick stuff. I'm <laughs> trying to sell my point. I feel you. And also, Teddy Bridgewater's thirteenth in true throw value, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Not bad, but it's still hard to. He's been efficient, three guys. but he's also also he's also not high volume. Right, hard to support three guys with that. Yeah. I think we're done, Mike. Where can they find you? At Broto FF Mike. You can find me at Broto FF Tim. You can find Casanova at Broto FF Casanova, and you can find Jason at Broto FF Jason. See what we did there? I'm branding. Hey, BrotoFantasy.com, the fantasy football by Broto app at Broto Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok, where you can find our brother, brother Johnny doing his Bulls and Bears report every single week on TikTok. So go like that, go share that, and go uh, do whatever people, the people do on TikTok. Yeah, the OGs know Johnny used to be on the uh, the earliest of episodes. Sneed! He's not doing a TikTok, and he's coined the name Brother Johnny. Brother Johnny. I love it. Uh, with that being said, uh, we will see you for the previews on Saturday. Thursday. <laughs> I, said, I said Saturday. Yes, you did. <laughs>
Tim, you are. You ever just you need stop to, paying you need attention? Some rest. You ever just stop paying attention to what you're saying in the middle of saying it? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, later. Later.